All right, we're back with Region 2. We have, um, yeah, we have the first round matchup of the New Orleans Ninjas against the Fort Myers Sunsets. So New Orleans is coached by J.W. Roboso, 18-0, really bad strength of schedule. They haven't played anybody, but they haven't lost either. They are led by Jonathan Sorison, their point guard, 2.2 steals, 6 assists, 20 points a game. This guy can play. And then Fort Myers, the Sunsets, coached by Coach Bulldog. He's got a good junior and senior class. They make it to the NTT a lot. They're out of Conference 13. They won the conference tournament. They are also led by their point guard, senior Jordan Moffitt, great player. So you look at these two teams, um, Fort Myers, they are not, uh, they are, let's see, number 12 in fouling. They are number seven in defensive three-point percentage. And then you look at New Orleans, and New Orleans is number one in points. They are number three in true shooting percentage. They are number Five in offensive rebounds, number two in rebounding march, and number four in assist, and number one in turnovers. So this team scores a lot. They don't turn it over, but they also don't play anybody. What do you think of this matchup, David? Yeah, uh, New Orleans looks strong, like you were saying. Uh, Jonathan Sorensen, it's like a real stud. Um, conference player of the year, also freshman of the year. Looks like he took home a lot of awards. Gets a lot of steals. Eh, fair amount, I'd say plus per game uh, almost 20 points per game as well 57.8 true shooting percentage he looks like a real stud like I said yeah. uh, they get a lot of team rebounds they yeah they don't have a lot of turnovers score a ton like you mentioned almost 30 more points per game than their opponents at, at uh, 98 there mm -hmm. like you said yeah they have an undefeated record but haven't really played a lot of good teams so they are, are uh, looking strong, at least against a weak schedule. And, and uh, Fort Myers also has a weak uh, strength of schedule here. Uh, they don't take a lot of shots, but they're led by uh, Zachary Story. I think I was on him recruiting, but they forgot to do recruiting or just missed out or whatever. But it would have been real nice to have him on my team. But alas, <laughs> he's uh, doing well at his conference. Yeah. 21 and a half points per game, 61% true shooting, two and a half steals. Fort Myers won their conference tourney, so uh, they coming in strong, but they're up against, uh, I think, much better New Orleans team. So I think New Orleans walks away with this one. Yeah. And Kyle, I do want to correct you. You said that they didn't play anyone. They did play in the STD. <laughs> they did receive that STD. Um, <laughs> and they played some pretty good teams, you know, Really yeah. good coaches in NAF, Hawkeye, Tank Dog. For sure. Um, all teams that uh, just barely missed out on the uh, NTT, NTT yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, but are usually NTT teams. So they did play Miami once. Yeah, and they played Miami. You can't blame New Orleans uh, mm -hmm. for having a bad conference, you know? Yeah. For sure. Cool. Let's move on. Next matchup, we got Pueblo, the Anazizi, whatever, um, <laughs> led by Jose Price. They're all everything senior. And Abraham Malone, their uh, point guard, really good player too. Um, they are 14 and 426 ranked, 105th strength of schedule. Um, going up against Virginia Beach, uh, this is their second NTT appearance. They have Max Slusher and Devante Nolan and a bunch of other guys. <laughs> um, they play in 
the worst conference in the league, uh, conference five, very, very bad, 253 strength of schedule. Um, but it's a fun team to watch, you know. You got the point guard center um, combo going on. Uh, Max Slusher has a few more assists than he did last year, so that's good. Um, he has three assists, so that's good for him. Uh, 29 points a game on 63% true shooting percentage. Uh, Virginia Beach is uh, number three in personal fouls. They are number one in defensive points against. They are number six in defensive three-point percentage, number two in true shooting percentage, and number 10 in steals. Yeah, Pueblo, on the other hand, is the number 14 team in turnovers, and that is it. What are you seeing this matchup, Jimmy? Yeah, um... Virginia Beach is a really fun team. I kind of think of them as like you know those Suns teams with uh with like Steve Nash, Amari Sotomayor. I, I kind of think of this team as like having those two players, and then the three of us would be their other three starters. Like outside of Slusher and Devontae Nolan, this team is bad, bad. Um, and we kind of saw that last year with Slusher's freshman season, where he just put up like four hundred shots per game. Um, so his, his scoring has, has fallen off a little bit, and even on the podcasts um, where we're talking about um, uh, where recruits signed, we we just thrashed Devontae Nolan because he was a guy who had a high uh, win preference, and then picks Virginia Beach. And hey, during the NTT, like we can't, we can't complain about that decision anymore. But um, you know, th- this team is very like one dimensional. I think you slow down Slusher and Nolan, or even if you mm-hmm. don't, no one else can score. They put up twelve points. Uh, from the bench, whereas Pueblo puts up 24 points from the bench. Um, I, I think that Pueblo is just a more balanced team. You look at the uh, recruiting rankings, it's just not even close between these two teams in recruiting rankings. And so I think Pueblo's uh, depth really pushes them over the edge here. I do want to say, though, uh, a little bit of a, um interesting progression this year. Maximilian Slusher did triple his assists from last year. He went from one assist last year to three assists last year. And I think that that's pretty huge to go from, you know, your point guard having one assist all year to having three assists all year. uh, That man is making some moves. So I pick Pueblo here. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit easier than it even looks. For sure. Okay, moving on. We have the Ocala Opossum, our very own David. Uh, His coaching he's coming back to his second ever ntt in his brief time coaching um i guess it's his first ever as hit as him coaching but uh second as a team they are going up against the detroit bad boys um they detroit is led by uh andre mooney and ocala is led by seth rea and cameron richardson uh, corbin hides is a good junior center too um, just a solid team over overall. Ocala is the they are a statistical great team. Um, they are number four in personal fouls. They are number three in free throws attempted. They are number one in defensive true shooting percentage and number seven in blocks. Uh, yeah, and then you look at Detroit, and Detroit is the number 13 team in personal fouls and the number 9 team in defensive points against. Um, what do you think of this matchup, David? Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, so this is, this is a really fun matchup, uh, not just because David is here, but we get to see three 
um, big time scorers and Seth Rea, Austin Dixon, Cameron Richardson working together. Um, This team is really, really solid. Um, And I'm not just saying that because David is here. This team is not going to be playing dead when um, on Monday night. You know, I think that um, Cameron Mm -hmm. Richardson is really going to be the the difference maker here. I think Detroit um, has three guys that run the uh, three, four, five spot, all seniors. Um, but honestly, they're they're just fine. They're not mm-hmm. that great, um, and they don't seem to slow bigs down very well. So I think Cameron Richardson's just going to eat. Seth Rea is really really hard to slow down. Um, the possums get up a lot of shots, um, and the bad boys, while they may be uh, liking to or they like to uh, rough some people up, um, I don't I don't think that the uh, calls and everything are going to go their way on Monday. So I pick Ocala pretty easily here. I think Ocala has one of the better um, draws for a four thirteen matchup. Okay, great. Yeah, and I really wouldn't be surprised if you know Detroit left before the game was even over, and not and they didn't even shake the hands of Ocala. I, I mean. I think Seth Rea, Cameron Richardson, they're going to get a little upset, but, you know, that's just the way they play, you know? That's the way they play. That's the way it's always been, and you can't get upset about that, you know? Yeah, as, as uh, Horace Grant said, they're re- well, <laughs> it's a family show, never mind. <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta care for all the kids watching, you know, all the kids. Right. Um, so moving on. Oh, actually, I should announce, just joining us now is Coach Sam Whalen, the reigning uh, the reigning champ the champ is in the house how are you doing coach hey thanks for the introduction kyle i'm um, doing well tonight um excited for a conference tournament championship tonight so me and the boys have been popping bottles uh ever since the final whistle so happy to be here thanks yeah you probably were popping bottles like with 10 minutes left because you killed us <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that was, that was rough <laughs> but, uh, yeah we ran out of bottles a few minutes in they didn't even make conference tournament championship shirts for uh, Nashville. They yeah. <laughs> no, no, no little kids in Africa are, getting, are going home happy today. So, <laughs> anyway, let's move on. We got the San Antonio Horror coached by Coach Warak 3, number 23, 17 and 1, 250 strength of schedule out of conference 24, the 5 seed, going up against the Knoxville Nightmares out of a tough, tough conference 18. Um, they got no. They won the conference tournament uh, in in dramatic fashion. You know, they 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 knocked off Flint, the Tropics, by three. Uh, Grand, tough road, and then took down Paducah in the in the finals. So good for them. Good for them. Uh, Knoxville is led by uh, Tanner Hill, thirty one point one points a game. This guy can score. Whew! He is awesome. And then you look at their team that they're playing against. You know, they're just a balanced team. David Schuett is their shooting guard. He's their, he's probably their best player. Um, so you look at these two teams, and, uh, yeah, Knoxville is number six in free throws attempted and nothing else in the top. Uh, and then San Antonio is San Antonio is number five in personal fouls, number... Uh, 15 in points, number four in points against, number three in defensive true shooting percentage, number six in offensive rebounds, number one in rebounding margin, number five in blocks. Um, so they have a lot of good stats, but they don't really play anybody. So, but you know, you can only play play the people on your schedule, and San Antonio's got that. What do you guys see in this matchup? Well, 
let me cut in here real quick. Speaking of schedule, um, can San Antonio please play somebody, just anybody? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess they did schedule Montgomery in the um, non-conference, but other than that, um, please at me if, if you're any team who uh, San Antonio beat and your coach is listening right now because I don't think any of these coaches are uh, out there listening yeah. because these are all some pretty bad teams. So come at me, like I said. Um <laughs> And you look at Knoxville, and it's a completely different story. I yeah. mean, these guys go out and schedule. Battle tested. Um, yeah, battle tested. I mean, two out of three uh, non-conference games to begin are uh, quadrant one games, and, and so that's that's what I initially look at. And I'm really, uh, I see a potential upset here. And I even see how they how um, Knoxville really they didn't start off well by no means, you know. But over time, they got better and better, and they really made a run. And that's three really tough teams to beat in the conference tournament. David, do you have any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I would disagree with you on San Antonio's best player. I would say it's probably Robert McSween. He has the oh, yeah. He's uh, great. hardware to back it up. First, uh, first time conference player of the year. Uh, they've got multiple guys that can score for uh, San Antonio there. Mm-hmm. Also, got a good amount of blocks and rebounds. I think pretty average team stats other than that, though. Uh, and then Knoxville, yeah, like we said, strong strength of schedule compared to San Antonio's very weak strength of schedule. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, Tanner Hill, stud for them, three-time conference player of the year as a senior. Mm-hmm. 31 the game, but I don't think they have too much around him. I think this is a really weak uh, 5-12 matchup, and yeah, it could be a uh, could be an upset here Hard to say um, I think San Antonio does walk away with a close one though Cool Well next up we got the Honolulu Orcas um, The better of the two Orcas this year They took, got the best of South Bend um, Going up against the Hershey Colts Coached by um, Andrew Luck 12 uh, Rest in peace Um Actually, it's not dead. Uh, but might as well be to Colts fans because they aren't happy. Uh, they're led by Orion Hayes, the sh- shooting guard senior, 6'3". Um, and then uh, you got Honolulu, just a really, really talented team. Justin Anderson, the sophomore, 7-footer. Ooh, that guy can play 20.7 points a game, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks, a steal, only .8 turnovers. Um, everyone would love to have one or six of these guys on their team. Uh you look at Honolulu, um, they're number five in free throws attempted, number one in defensive three-point shooting percentage, number eight in defensive true shooting percentage, number four in offensive rebounds, and number one in blocks. Uh, Hershey, on the other hand, is the number 13 team in defensive points allowed. So they're both good defensive teams, but, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I mean, I think Hershey's got their work cut out for him. Yeah, I mean... I think you think about, uh, yeah, you think about uh, just the the three things that you can really count on: death, taxes, and Honolulu winning the first round of the NCT. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't lost a game in in what all fifteen seasons of being in the uh, NCT, or maybe maybe it's fourteen seasons in a row. I don't know if they made yeah. it the first season. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Honolulu is just a better team here. Uh, they got the one-one sophomore class, and and they're really only starting one sophomore, which is pretty crazy for the sophomore yeah. or the one-one class. So uh, you know, but he's uh, good. Launcher's <laughs> a re- really good coach. So yeah. oh yeah, I mean he's a beast. Um, so uh, you know he's putting the right guys in there. I think uh, even 
looking at the guys last year, I remember Ben Ben Benjamin uh, Ben Benuti uh, was just an underrated guy, uh, a really really good glue guy. So he's he's sort of surrounded these guys like Justin Anderson, just these studs uh, with a lot of glue guys that just don't make mistakes. Uh, and so uh, you know Hershey probably should have retired because uh, Honolulu is going to take this pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as they don't get booed as they're walking off the field, um, they'll be okay. Uh, next up, we got Can Waves out of Conference 14. Um, the They are the 7th seed going up against the 10th seed, Bakersfield Banana Skippers. Um, finally, uh, it felt like he was there forever, so it's a little nice to not... It's just different. It's it's different not seeing Joseph Kane there on their team. Uh, but they're led by Matthew McKnight, the junior small forward, 23 points a game on 60% uh, true shooting percentage. Canton um, just really balanced. Mustafa Lambert, the freshman, is a really good player. Joseph Brown, uh, they got some really good talent on their team too. Um, played in a good, good conference. So Canton is the number 10 team in free throws attempted, uh, while uh, Bakersfield... Um, Bakersfield is the number seven team in personal fouls and the number eleven team in steals. Uh, what do you see in this game? Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, it's so weird to see uh, Bakersfield without Joseph Kane. They definitely faltered this year. Um, they won the conference twenty-seven regular season title, but then they only finished fourth in the conference tournament. Uh, McKnight stepped up in a pretty decent way, but I don't, I don't know if Furman Cox was ready to be sort mm-hmm. of the second-hand man. He kind of always was playing the the third fiddle there and for him to have to step up a second man only shooting 50 percent true shooting uh on 17 points a game not not uh the efficiency i like to see yeah yeah and then you look at at canton like you said um just a lot more of a balanced team uh they they get production from all five starters Mm -hmm. um all guys are scoring in double digits uh no one's super inefficient and in fact all of them are pretty efficient outside of uh, mm-hmm. Eric Roberts is even a 56% true shooting percentage and that's our lowest true shooting percentage uh, and so I, I really like the the balance of Canton but against all of what I said I do think just the length of Bakersfield when they move Furman Cox to between shooting guard power forward um, they're starting uh, th- four guys above 6-7 and then Grant yeah. Powers uh, holding down the center position for them uh, I, I just think that their length is going to cause problems for Canton, uh, and and for me, I always see that like I think star power wins, uh, mm-hmm. and come tournament time. So I think McKnight's going to lead Bakersfield to uh, the this minor upset, but I think it's going to be a close one. You know, Jimmy, I respectfully disagree. Um, I mean, one thing, first of all, I, I don't think their length is going to be too different. I mean, overall, these are both just kind of small teams. I mean, you look at. Uh, you look at Canton and um, they finished the season out um, well. You look at Bakersfield. With, so Canton finishes in a four-game win streak. You look at Bakersfield; they're on a major slide. I mean, how do you lose to uh, you know two very average teams in a very average conference to uh, to try to impress the committee at the very end? So mm-hmm. um, I don't like that, and I really think the size is is pretty comparable between these two teams. Yeah, and it's really hard when it's really hard on Furman when your last name's Cox. Like, I feel bad for the guy. Like, he's got a lot of crap in the media this year about it. Um, I just feel bad for him. I hope he can really overcome it. I mean, to be fair, he's kind of a dick. 
<laughs> that, that, that is fair. All right, let's move on. Um, next up, we got the uh, 314 matchup. We got the Greensboro Grasshoppers, uh, led by their point guard, Caleb Sampson. This guy is going crazy this year. 33 points and 4.6 assists. true shooting percentage. Victor Day isn't that bad at all either, shooting 67.1 true shooting percentage. Man, that is a great one-two combo at the at the guard. Um, Daniel Dylan Uden's not bad either, but um, yeah, they're going up against College uh, Station. They've only lost two games, both in conference, but they played the worst schedule in the league coming out of conference 23 and they didn't even win their conference tournament uh they lost in the finals giving another team uh beaumont um i mean they got killed they got killed by 30 (laughs) giving beaumont a chance to make it into the ntt they have the talent they got talent on their team you know you look at thomas cahill uh edgar madden but um Looking closer at these teams, College Station is uh, number 11 in personal fouls. They're number 6 in defensive points, number 7 in 3 points attempted, number 9 in defensive true shooting percentage, number 15 in blocks, and number 4 in turnovers. So they have a lot going for them, but again, bad schedule. Um, Going up against, uh, so obviously, and then you look at Greensboro. Greensboro is the... um, is the number 13 team in points, the number 10 team in three points attempted, and then the number 15 team in assists. What do you see in this matchup, David? Yeah, uh, I think, like you said, I noticed as well uh, with College Station, they had the worst uh, strength of schedule in the league. It's calculated by the uh, formula, <laughs> and I noticed the pretty big loss in the conference attorney championship as well. Mm-hmm. Beaumont was coming up in one of the other regions. Yep. But yeah, that was only their second loss all season. Um, I said they have a few different guys who can score. Uh, mostly Cahill, like you mentioned, and then uh, Reynaldo Cuevas. Mm-hmm. I like that they enforce turnovers and force opponents to shoot only 41% from the field. Uh, but yeah, Greensboro seems pretty good. Led by uh, Caleb Sampson, 63 true shooting percentage. Uh, he takes 24 and a half shots a game. It's a lot. Uh, scores 33 points a game. It's like a stud. He made a strong case for the, the player of the year in the conference, and he mm-hmm. got it. Second year in a row for him. Takes a lot of threes. Kind of an average three point percentage for him, but um, yeah, they have a good uh, free throw percentage, I noticed, too, so they can get. Other teams into foul trouble. I think that's gonna really help them. So I think they pull out the win. Wouldn't say super easy, but uh, it's not gonna be close. I don't think either. You know, I'm the first guy in the room to say to just preach strength of schedule. However, in this situation, I'm kind of hesitant. I mean, I look at College Station. Their recruiting classes are really strong, and uh, you know, when I'm a three seed going to the tournament. I don't want to see any team that's 16 and two, no matter what their strength of schedule is. I think this college station team is pretty underrated and I think they're going to come up with the upset here. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Let's look at this next matchup. I really like it. We got Blacksburg, another team that is 17 and one, not a great strength of schedule, but you know, you got some players that just 
um, can play, you know, really good defensive team overall uh, against Kissimmee, who's more of an offensive team, loves to put up the points. Um, you look at Kissimmee, they are number four in points. They're number three in uh, offensive rebounds, number three in assist, and number two in turnovers. Um, while Blacksburg uh, is uh, number six in fouls, number seven in defensive points against, number 10 in uh, defensive true shooting percentage, and number six in steals, oh, also number nine in turnovers. So kind of got to c- contrast the matchups. What do you see in this one, Jimmy? Yeah, I think actually Conference 8, where uh, Kissimmee is, is one of the most underrated conferences. Hmm. Um, just recruiting locally with them, a lot of them love to stay local. and We've had a lot of really good talent. Um, and it's been spread out enough in Conference 8 to where none of these guys are like, um, absolutely dominant, but I think Kissimmee had a lot tougher schedule than it even looks. Um, you know, teams like West Palm Beach have really, really good recruits. Uh, Macon has been on the rise in uh, Conference 8, and mm-hmm. so I really, really like Kissimmee's team. And this is probably a bias in that I was recruiting uh, Brian Walker and Peter Scott um, and Preston Lip, so three of their uh, 12 players were also in my queue. Yeah. Um, and, and Kissimmee lands them here, but man, Brian Walker is just an absolute animal for him to be scoring 30 points a game on on 62% true shooting. And then Peter Scott takes a big step forward this year in his efficiency scoring 22 points a game on 60% true shooting. Um, I think that just like the difference between conference eight and conference seven to me is pretty significant. Hmm. Uh, conference seven is, is a pretty weak conference. And while they have pretty strong, uh, senior class and in wash or sorry, not Washburn in, uh, Warwick and, and case Davis, who, uh, Casey Davis is their leading scorer by just mm-hmm. a little bit. They don't put up huge numbers, but pretty decent class. I just think that uh, Kissimmee is just a much deeper team. Like Preston Lip was a pretty big time prospect. Yeah, and he's he's on the bench for them. You know, yeah. I think that that says something. And mm-hmm. I think Kissimmee is going to be a little underrated here. So I pick Kissimmee in this uh, matchup. Cool. Um, sweet. Uh, let's look at these. Uh, I'm going to go through this real quick. Um, I got New Orleans, obviously, New Orleans taking down Virginia Beach, Ocala taking down San Antonio, and and then New Orleans taking down Ocala in the Sweet 16. Uh, Honolulu, obviously, is going to win their first round matchup. They always do. They're going to take down Canton. Um, and then I got Blacksburg moving forward. Um, I know Jimmy didn't give them a lot of hope, but I like their defense, and I got Blacksburg uh, going to the Elite Eight in Losing and beat and losing to uh, New Orleans, so I got the Ninjas winning, winning it. Uh, what what do you guys got? Pretty similar until the end. I got uh, New Orleans over Pueblo, Ocala over San Antonio, Honolulu over Bakersfield, and then in the Kissimmee Greensboro matchup. Ah, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to go with Kissimmee. I think that they just have more scoring than the one guy Greensboro. Yeah. Um, also, both teams with 30 point scores. I think the the backups for Kissimmee are better. So, but then I think Kissimmee loses to Honolulu, um, and New Orleans unfortunately beats out uh, Ocala and the subpar stash. Uh, and then I think that New Orleans is going to the uh, Final Four this year. My, my surprise, I have College Station in the Sweet 16. I think they're going to win their first their first uh, weekend matchups. I think they're going to end up losing to Honolulu and. We're going to see the 1-2 in the Elite Eight, and I think Honolulu is going to pull it off. All right. Cool. Any players to watch here? 
I mean, I, I kind of mentioned them at the end. You think about the the two thirty point scores in the bottom of the bracket. Uh, they're just so fun to watch. You know, Caleb Sampson, um, two years ago, uh, during his freshman year, led this team to uh, a Sweet 16 berth. And then uh, in Kissimmee, you have uh, Brian Walker, mm-hmm. uh, their shooting guard, putting up almost 31 points a game, has, has led them to the NTT every year. Um, and his freshman year, uh, they just got to the second round, but did pretty well after that. So I think that those two guys are just so fun to watch. And I mean, biased i'm an offensive guy but man those guys put up points yeah for sure for sure and then i agree with you jimmy on uh samson he's gonna be huge for them Um, and then mcsween as well i mentioned him uh obviously jonathan Sorensen. he's got to be huge Mm -hmm. Uh, continue his his uh dominance and then uh, justin anderson uh, spends a ton in uh, the post for sure there's some good guys to watch for some great, great players. Uh, some great players, yeah. So, anyway, uh, I love the Samson Day um, combo, so I'm always going to mention those. Okay, next up, we're going to go with uh, Conference or Region 3, so stay tuned.